leap of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our spoiler-free thoughts on House of the Dragon, Episode 8, which is titled The Lords of the Tides. Now, you may be wondering, why are you now just releasing or giving out the information of the title of this episode? Well, HBO would like everyone who was covering uh, House of the Dragon early to uh, hold off on their review slash recaps until after the episode has aired. Uh, we got new instructions from the, from the big man upstairs. So David Zaslav, we're all yours. <laughs> but yes, um, nothing is going to change here when it comes to our reviews. We're still going to keep them spoiler free because that's what we've been doing throughout through the journey of this season. So we're not going to, you know, go off track. We're not going to talk about spoilers. So again, uh, from here on out, uh, the rest of the episodes for house of the dragon season one will be, um, spoiler free for everyone to listen to. So I just want to get that out there. But by the time you listen to this, maybe super late, maybe early on a Monday, um, if you are, happy Monday <laughs> or good morning to you. But Devin, how you been, man? You've been watching some uh, some some more uh, spooky stuff, or you kind of just been trying to get through the week? Yeah, I've been uh, watching Dahmer, and uh, it's it's kind of rough. I don't know. Just feels like a bit unnecessary. Just kind of go through all that for those victims again. But people like it. People eat it up. The uh, the true crime. It's definitely a big deal, but uh, I, I want to hear your, your best Mario voice. I want to see how it competes with, with Chris Pratt. Okay. Um, let me see if I can do that for you. We're recording this on, on the day of the trailer release. That's why it's on our mind. Yes, yes. So, um, as of this recording, we actually have a lot of, uh, a lot of news has been dropping on Twitter, uh, between the new Super Mario Brothers teaser trailer that just dropped and a teaser trailer for uh, a new HBO Max adult series of Scooby Doo, uh, titled Velma. But for Mario, I guess it'll be more of, let's go. Something like that. Or he's like, here we go. I don't know. <laughs> or just or just your normal voice like Chris Pratt. That's all he did. Wahoo. Yippee. Yep. Here we go. Let's go. We're going to Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was Yoshi. <laughs> We're going to Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't know. But that's probably like my best Mario uh, impression that I could do there. But yeah, man. Uh, whew. Man, it's this this show, House of the Dragon. I when it was first released or first announced, I didn't really know uh, what they were going to do because they were talking about uh, doing like House of the Dragon show and then doing another prequel about like the first Long Night and so many other things. But I gotta say, like so far, it's just been such a great ride. Like every single episode 
has, I mean, every single episode contributes in some way, shape, or form. So are, are you ready kind of just to, to dive in? Um, you said you've been watching Dahmer there for, is that more like Halloween themed or I guess it would kind of get you in the mood for spooky season almost? It's definitely, it's definitely spooky. Okay. I, I want to check out, um, Hellraiser this weekend. By the way, by the time this is out, uh, everyone should be watching either Werewolf by Night. Hellraiser or Mike Flanagan's latest series that's on Netflix, um, The Midnight Club. So definitely there's so much stuff out there to watch. It's it's honestly crazy. I'm definitely gonna watch Werewolf by Night again. Um by the time well, as of this recording, I'm I want to watch it again for sure. But Devin, are you ready to take another trip back to Westeros to Drift Mark? Drift Mark. I don't know what I don't know where Drift Mark is. Jeff DeMock. If for everyone, anyone who's out there, I know Devin said this last time, we, he was getting a little confused with all of the, the characters that they're throwing at us at once. There is a um, a House of the Dragon character guide in the episode notes of this um, of this episode. In every single House of the Dragon um, episode we've done so far, I've tried to go back and add those. So if anyone's confused, it's, you know, it's all like, I think HBO is the one actually it's powered by or um, set up by. So um, if you're a little confused, you know, there's a lot of history and lore there. So let's head on back to Westeros. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to House of the Dragon, episode eight. The road ahead is uncertain, but the end is clear. Are better defended against him. Whomever may dare to challenge us, the threat of war looms. The gods have yet to make a man who lacks the patience for absolute power, Your Grace. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our episode eight spoiler free review of House of the Dragon, which is titled The Lord of the Tide. So again, we're just going to be giving our spoiler free thoughts here. Just going through the itinerary, did our little bit of housekeeping already. So now we're going to get into our initial reactions. Then we're going to give our final thoughts and... Mm, I was debating on us doing ratings now since this is released after the recap. But I think we're going to wait until the finale because we haven't given ratings for any of the other episodes yet. Yeah, no reason to change now. Valmo doesn't like change, so. No, no, people who, you know, all that craziness. Uh, but, But yeah, let's start off with our initial reactions here. Devin, what did you think of this episode? Um, yeah, initially uh, while watching it, I was again frustrated by the time jump because I thought we were done. I was like, oh, we're, we're doing this again. Is is this the last one or is there one more? I think this is the last one. I think it is. Because I'm just sitting there watching. I don't know who these kids are. Like, obviously, I recognize Patches, Eye Patch Kid. Like, he's he's very recognizable. But then everyone else, it's like, okay, you've aged somewhat, but not. It's just so weird. It's like. 
because they, they can't, it's not the same actor, obviously. So they're casting someone who looks different in some ways. It's not like a perfect one to one match. So it's just hard to, hard to recognize these kids. And then, uh, the king, the king's really getting decrepit. Uh, he's, he's like a zombie out here, but. Yeah, it definitely definitely kind of turns around in the second half for me. Um, a lot of things start to happen, and definitely some action and some drama going down. Of course, can't just have a nice family dinner. It feels like every other, in every other show or or movie when you have a family dinner, there's some good stuff that happens, some good bonding and development. Not in this world. There's just there's only drama and there's only cutthroat. You are right on the nose when it comes to that. Any dinner scene and or wedding scene in Westeros um, usually does not end very well uh, for uh, just in general. It's 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 like Thanksgiving dinner, but 10 times worse um, when it comes to like anything like dinner table or you know any kind of like union bonding gathering um usually the only thing that happens uh well in, in the world of westeros would be funerals in a way but before i give my initial reactions want to let you guys know we will be talking about spoilers from episode one through seven not for episode eight of course um so if you haven't seen last week's episode <laughs> Devin, did you watch that video that I sent you? That uh, that black British dude, he was eating up episode seven. I don't think I watched that. So there's a TikToker out there who, uh, for episode seven, he was just eating it up. Uh, his name is David Whiteley Two on TikTok. I'm gonna play the segment here, and I just want you guys to eat it up. He's this hilarious black British dude. And he was just, he was in love with episode seven. So here is David Whiteley's reaction to episode seven of House of the Dragon. Mm -mm -mm. This last episode of House of the Dragon was electrifying. I just loved all the ins, the infighting, the instigating, the incest. Ah, it was beautiful. I watched Game of Thrones to see things happen that shouldn't happen, to see the very worst of human depravity. And as Damon and Rhaenyra watched side by side in that desert, all I was saying at my TV screen was, go on, kiss him, kiss your uncle at the funeral of his dead wife. And they gave me more than that. They laid down in unholy matrimony after the man's wife, who seemed to be more, who he seemed to be mourning, Dracarys herself, ashes to ashes, her South, that's Game of Thrones incest done properly. If you're gonna do it right, do it all the way wrong. Lest we forget that Jamie and Cersei Lannister made incest love right next to the grave of their just dead son Joffrey in what is their version of a church. So House of the Dragon, I like what you're doing right now, but the bar is high. As for the kids, I utterly enjoyed the kids swinging on each other. When Renera's son and the little girls that looked the way Renera's son should look started rushing Alicent's kid, it brought me pure joy and it brought me the same amount of joy seeing him manhandle them back is the fact that I knew that just a bunch of little kids fighting could set the stage for war in the entire realm and that it did because Alison grabbed the knife off her husband's moving corpse and went straight for Rhaenyra who I think is so much stronger than Alison that she let Alison stab her hand so that Alison would look mad which she does you can't go from the moral high horse of caring who Rhaenyra sleeps with to wanting to extract the eye of a child your sexual frustration has driven you to absolute insanity you know your 
sons are wrong okay? You fully walked in on your older one doing what I can only describe as a danger wank from a high window and you didn't even bat an eyelid because you know they're tapped. I was sure that older one was going to snitch on you when the overripe orange that you call her husband was asking who told the kids about Renera's son's parentage. He's got coward written all over him and now Renera and Damon have sealed the deal by getting married and taste testing each other's blood which I thought was pointless to me because they've got the same blood. Just drink yourself and you've done the job. Also, I swear Alison's younger son said that he would be on doing something with his sister if duty commanded it. So there might be even more incest to look forward to in the future, guys. Yay! That, that, guy, that guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yes. David Whiteley 2 on TikTok. I'll try to find his... Um, his uh handle his link and put it in the episode notes but i know that's a bit of a detour but i found this the other day i I really like danger wank that's pretty good (laughs) do you think do you think when he was done it like leap of faith into a hay bale is that his goal let's take a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Said if you're gonna do incest right, do it all the way around. I was like, yes, but I digress. I just wanted to get that out of my system. That was like a episode seven recap kind of thing. But moving on to episode eight, uh, Devin, did you have anything else you wanted to mention before I give my initial reactions? Uh, I don't think I had anything else. Okay, so for minus reactions, um, much like Devin, I, I felt like this was a, during the beginning of the episode, I will say, and I'm sorry, I'm like going all over the place here. And I posted about this on on our uh, on on the main page, the, the Twitter page, uh, saying that I watched um, episode eight of House of the Dragon, more of just like a, a initial reaction kind of thing. Um, and I mentioned that it really just continues to amaze me with the unexpected situations that that the show has um, put us in, especially for episode eight. It does begin very slowly, like Devin mentioned before, but then I feel like it quickly improves. Um, it's very heartfelt at times. Um, there are a lot of uh, family moments here that we've kind of been waiting for uh, for a while. For sure, uh, between um, especially between um, Viserys and um, and Damon, honestly, because they, they've kind of been at each other's throats. There's been a lot of almost like there's been a touch of forgiveness in the air between a lot of these characters, especially between Rhaenyra and between Alicent, um, which they share a pretty uh, a pretty sincere scene. I I feel like. Um, but like <laughs> Mr. David Wiley just said on episode from his episode seven uh, reactions that we just played, um, you know, the, the kid it's, I think the, the grudge or the, the problems that are surrounding the kingdom have now not only, I mean, Rhaenyra is still in that position where she is still set to rule the seven kingdoms. 
but it's almost as if these issues, these problems, these um, conflicts have passed on to the children. And we kind of saw that with episode seven for sure. And episode eight um, is six years later. And they make that very clear in the episode that this is six years later. I believe this is the last time jump that we are supposed to have for season one of house of the dragon. But I mean, it's this entire episode is about the not this specific episode. It's mainly about what's happening in Driftmark. You know, there the with with Lanor now gone, he's kind of skedaddled over to to Essos or yeah, to Essos. And now there's this, okay, well, you know, there are certain power seats of power that may become available during this episode. Um the, the stepstones are back. <laughs> it's like they never left, but it, it's a different type of conflict. But overall, I feel like this show just continues to demonstrate why it's one of the best TV shows of the year. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's really, I mean, the, the, I guess you could say the children actors, you know, obviously we, this is six years later. So we do have different people playing Aegon the second and Aemond, uh, AKA Patchy the pirate, um, and, uh, Luceris and, um, Joffrey, uh, as well, uh, Joffrey Tiger Targaryen, uh, Luceris and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on Luceris's brother's name i don't want to say anything obviously i know this is coming out after the episode airs but they're the, they're the, the kids. strong the strong kids they're very strong <laughs> let's just say that um <laughs> well actually i can say that um we we do get a little bit more of eve best is back in this episode and her and um rainira uh reina and rainira uh, share another great scene together since we haven't seen since I believe a second episode of the entire series. So I thought that was very, very nice. Um, and it's, it just builds up from there. Like, I, I don't want to give anything away. Like I said, um, I don't know why I'm blanking right now, but it it's, it's just such a great episode. And there's a lot of family oriented moments when it comes to, Viserys for sure again a lot can happen in six years you know last time we saw um um Rhaenyra and Damon together they're getting married getting hitched and all I have to say is that it really this episode really shows how similar Rhaenyra and Olivia are as people much like Catelyn Stark and Cersei Lannister were in Game of Thrones. They are both mothers and they both love their children and will do anything to protect their children, no matter what. Bastard or not bastard. Yes. <laughs> bastards or non bastards. <laughs> but yes, it's, I can proudly say that uh, Rhaenyra's strong suits, uh, got him there, is protecting her children much like um much like allison has uh she she has a different vibe this time around but there's uh secrets end up getting out um in this episode and yeah i don't want to talk too much about it i do apologize because if if i keep talking i'm just gonna it's gonna turn into something else but overall such a great episode i apologize if that was like the best way i could like explain it but 
Overall, a great, great episode. We only have two more episodes left because this really feels like this episode at least sets up like this is only the beginning, like everything up to this point, especially this point when it comes to episode eight, when the penultimate episode, when episode nine comes and the season finale, I feel like that that's going to take us off the deep end. But of course, when season two comes, it's going to get crazier from there because that is where the real war starts. And I'll leave it at that. So, Devin, do you have any final thoughts about House of the Dragon episode eight? You know, it's nice to get Damon back doing Damon things. I feel like he was kind of on reprieve, just kind of being a little more chill up until up until now. And then something happened and he, he enjoys tongues. I'll, I'll just say that this show so far, at least this adaptation of the show has shown that. Yeah. Damon can be a bit of a, um, a bit of a hard head, a bit of a careless, carefree person, very selfish person. But if there's one thing that Damon loves above, above all else, one thing that he cares about is his family, whether it's his brother, his wife, his children. That is the one thing that he ultimately cares about. And that it's, that's how it is um, in the books as well. But sorry, uh, continue. Yeah. That's all I had. Just nice to see him being sinister. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was not expecting half of the things that happened in this episode, especially that thing. So, um, yeah, for my final thoughts, I've, I'll just reiterate. It's it's just one of those fantastic shows. You know, like I said before, it's, it has a slow start, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's setup and payoff in this episode. Um, there's a lot of heartfelt moments. There's a lot of bloody moments as well. This is Game of Thrones we're talking about here. And like I said before, it continues to demonstrate why this show is one of the best TV shows of the year, if not the best TV show of this year. And we've had a great year for TV. We got to do like a best year of TV 2022 once uh, before the year is done because man, oh man, it's been fantastic this year. But with all that said, that concludes our review of House of the Dragon Episode 8. Again, that is titled The Lord of the Tides. As of this recording, it is now available to stream on HBO Max or if you have the HBO cable subscription. I believe it might be doing um, reruns on there as well, but it is on HBO Max for everyone to go and listen to. And if you've liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the film optics podcast with the movie lover in need. And before we close out here really, really quick, um, as we mentioned before, we're going to be covering House of the Dragon until the very end. And we would actually like to thank HBO Max for sending us these screeners early so that we can share the tea. That's all I had to say for that. And um, as well, we have a few things uh, coming up. By the time this is out, our Midnight Club review will be out for people to listen to. That is now streaming as of this recording on Netflix, and you can also keep a lookout for our She-Hulk Attorney at Law Episode 8 review, which will more than likely drop um, 
on Monday, October 10th. So we got some cool stuff. But Friday, October 7th, Midnight Club. By the time this is out, Sunday, boom, going into Monday for um, She-Hulk. So got all that great stuff. And also, we're going to be recording for Werewolf by Night as well. So I'm very, very excited for that. And yeah, it's, it's just been a blast doing a lot of these things. So those are just a few things coming up on the podcast. Um, you can check out our previous episodes of House of the Dragon and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Those are like the two main things we've kind of been focusing on right now. Um, we're almost out of the woods and then I'm sure we'll get into something else. But with all that said, we hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys next time. And that is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.